Now, The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin. And a good Wednesday afternoon to you. And yes, we are live and local. Although you can listen to us anywhere in the world. You can also watch us anywhere in the world. The McFarland Show for the next two hours. Darren and Justin here with you in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Devlin is alongside. He is not a McFarland, but he is still going to hang out with us today until 4 o'clock until we'll turn things over to afternoon stretch. Hopefully everybody is safe and everything's yeah. okay. Yeah. I kind of feel like it's more north, right? North and west. North um, and west. Yeah, north and west uh, is where it really hit hard. If you were um, to the west of, say, Bucksnort yeah, on I-40 sure. uh, out there towards the river, and if you were north and west of, say, Pleasant View, that's where things got particularly nasty. So we're going to find out who is listening and who's not because we want your participation. We've got a fun show yet again for you. Ross Tucker will join us in about 10 minutes, so mm-hmm. we'll talk about the Super Bowl We'll talk about uh, the latest news that we're about to talk about. We'll talk about his thoughts on the Titans. We'll get into all that. Kevin Mawai will join us in the second hour of the program, about 340. Of course, Mm -hmm. he is the new head coach at Lipscomb Academy. Now, most of us, if not all of us, woke up to the news Mm -hmm. today in the National Football League. And the news in the National Football League is as follows. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year, so... Uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me. My family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. TB12, Tom Brady says, Las Vegas? Nope. Mm -hmm. San Francisco? Nope. Nashville? Nope. Which I didn't believe was ever in the cards, which is why we weren't wasting our time talking about it on this show. Not a whole lot, no. No, we didn't talk about it at all. I mean, really, (laughs) coming here. So it was a waste of time. (laughs) But, hey, we wanted to talk about stuff that are realistic, things that, uh, you know, are real and tangible. Mm -hmm. That was not real. Although I wanted to talk about the first round, but here that's neither here nor there. I think we talked about it a little bit, not a whole lot. Though. Tom Brady is retiring. I yes. can't say that I'm really surprised. Eh. I can't say that I was like, whoa, because I just think that uh, this year took a toll on him. It did. Yeah. Uh, on the field and off the field. Yeah, and it's understandable, uh, you know. People who go through through things in their personal life, sometimes it, it can certainly creep into their professional life. And, you know, Tom Brady set records this year 
Uh, and he also did things this year on the losing side that he's also never experienced. So, you know, he's accomplished more than any other quarterback in the history of football. He can walk away in his own terms whenever he wants to. And all I can say is as a football fan, as a fan of the NFL, thank you, Tom Brady, for all the amazing, incredible things we have witnessed and a game changer, somebody who really has moved the needle and uh, kind of brought this game to its next level. It really has. He, he and Peyton Manning especially are the next chapters in, in football. So uh, tr- to say it's a fantastic career is not doing it justice. You know, 86,000 yards or whatever it is, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Look, as much as it pains me to say it, he is the best ever. He just he is. is. <laughs> it pains me. You know, people don't have to like it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but he, he is, is the best though. ever. But he is, though. He's the best ever. I, I Look, it, it, again, it pains me. I do not say that with ease, but he's the best, period. Listen, tip your cap best and ever, move on. Period. Yeah. You tip your cap and move on. There's, you know, I don't know what else he needs to do. I know people don't like him or whatever. People didn't like Jordan. <laughs> people still debate that. People didn't like, you know, whomever it is. Uh, no matter who you think the GOAT is, there's always somebody saying, oh, he wasn't that good. You know, such and such is better. Okay. You can have that opinion if you want to. And uh, But Tom Brady is the best quarterback in the history of the NFL, certainly. He had a case, Justin if he would have retired in New England three years ago. Yeah. He had a case, right yes. then? Yes, I think, honestly, this little mini second chapter solidified. I mean, just yeah. it just solidified. When it, it normally and, ruins a lot of guys. It, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Usually it's a disaster. Yeah, Joe Namath with like, the Rams. Oh, oh. should have stopped. Oh, my. Willie Mays with the Mets. Oh. Franco Harris running the ball for the Seahawks. For the Seahawks. Oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, Patrick Ewing and Orlando Magic. Oh, oh, oh. oh no, oh. no, no. Mm. Don't want to see that. Mm. Don't want to see that. Sad Typically, memories. Sad memories. what it is. Joe Montana in Kansas City was pretty good. He's pretty he was good. all right. He led him to the playoffs. He was all right. It, it certainly wasn't a oh no. It didn't moment. hurt him. No. no, it didn't. It didn't hurt Joe at all. No, but his was a Super Bowl victory. Yeah, I mean, the, the case closed. Yeah, sorry. And by the case way, closed. a Tampa Bucks yeah franchise that hadn't been in the playoffs in how long? Twenty years. Yeah, where he got there. Twenty years. And by the way, who was the quarterback on the other side that he couldn't that he overcame in that game in the Super Bowl? For the Bucks, uh, would that be Mahomes? That would be Patrick Mahomes, the one that we view now as the best quarterback in the league by far. It it, it doesn't hurt yeah. when you you beat, you know the 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 new king on the way out the door. Yeah. So the question is, can the league find a way? They have Mahomes. The league, we were lucky enough. Mm-hmm. We were lucky. We were fortunate enough to watch. Peyton Manning for a long time. Yeah. Tom Brady for a very long time. For a time. very long time. Aaron Rodgers for a very, very long, long time. time. Yeah. I mean, he's coming up on two decades. Yeah. Drew Brees for a very yeah. long time. Do we can the league look, I know they're yeah. a machine. They're doing but it. But there now. needs to be more of that. Who's who's the other quarterbacks? I know everybody Josh Allen, yes, but Josh Allen hadn't done anything yet. 
No. So who else? Justin Herbert hasn't Jim- done anything. Listen, it's Joe Trevor Bur- Lawrence just won a first playoff game in two years. They're just getting started. That's the thing. We're just getting started with the next group. Patrick Mahomes is leading the pack. There's no question about it. But right behind him is guys like Joe Burrow and uh, Joe Josh Burrow's Allen. In. There you go. And Kev and uh, and Justin Herbert and and Trevor Lawrence. You know they they believe these are the next you know guys that are coming up behind them to follow in the footsteps. Of Brady, following the footsteps of of Manning, following the footsteps of the other great quarterbacks of that Ben Roethlisberger, of Aaron Aaron Rodgers, of those guys, Drew Brees, who just retired. And by the way, Darren, and again, I go back. Ben Roethlisberger, that's another one. Ben Roethlisberger. And and again, Darren, I go back. Those guys followed Warren Moon, Dan Marino, John Elway, Joe Montana, Steve Young. You know, these guys, they, they come and they go. So, you know, this is the new era that is that has arrived now. Now, what does need to happen, Darren, is more than just Mahomes needs to win a Super Bowl. And because that's what makes it special. That's what it elevates it. It cannot be a rivalry yeah, until another young gun wins the Super Bowl. And for all the talk, and I'll say this real quick, for all the talk that we've had about the young and upcomers, okay, and people who are rising up, the guy who won the Super Bowl last year, for the Rams, Matthew uh, Stafford. Matthew Stafford is he some young gun that just came up? No, at, no. no. the guy who won the year before that was Tom Brady. Was he some young? No, no. The guys in their thirties are still winning Super Bowls. So these young guns need to come on and and bring home some jewelry. Yeah. All right, we'll come back with Ross Tucker. We'll talk all things NFL, Super Bowl, Titans. Tom Brady, all this good stuff. We'll do that next here on the McFarland Show, WNSR. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Calton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanofRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. Divorce can be complicated, especially if children are involved. If you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives, remember Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men with matters like these for 30 years, and we'd love to help you. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on, 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. Today on Hey Culligan, smooth skin and soft hair comes from where? Here's Mike. Hey Culligan, I've tried every conditioner, lotion, and body wash known to man, and my skin still feels like sandpaper. It could be your water, Mike. Oh, that's harsh. More like hard water. Are you interested in smart, high-efficiency water softeners from Culligan Water? Huh? Want baby smooth skin and soft, luxurious hair? <laughs> yeah, can you hurry? I have a date tonight. We're already on the way, Mike. Let us help you out with the free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. 
As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. Golfers, tee it up this Thursday through Sunday at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the Callaway Fitting Event and be the first to score the new Paradigm Woods and Irons. The woods are engineered with forged carbon to maximize distance and forgiveness. The irons feature a forged face for increased launch speed and spin. A new paradigm in performance. Go to WorldwideGolfShops.com and reserve your free custom fitting experience happening this Thursday through Sunday. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Back here on the McFarland Show, Darren and Justin here with you. Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio show rolling along on this cold day here in Nashville. Let's bring in Ross Tucker. It's probably not cold where he's at. He now joins us. Ross, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, but it's very cold here in central Pennsylvania. How um, cold is it in Nashville? Well, we had a little bit of an ice storm overnight. 31 degrees. Oh, wow. Okay, that's legitimately cold. <laughs> <laughs> you thought we were fibbing a little bit, right? He thought we were no, going to no, say 55 no. or something, gets, you know. I know it gets somewhat cold in Nashville. I guess I'm always surprised. It definitely gets colder in Nashville than people in the Northeast would think. Yeah. That's the best way I would describe it. I think people would just be surprised that it ever gets that cold in Nashville. Yeah, it it is. We, we have a little patch that we have in the winter time. It's just a little patch where we'll get possibly a snow, a little dusting, a little ice, and some cold days and nights. But after that, like, it's, you know, that's it. It's just that's the thing that when I lived up north, Ross, I hated because I felt like it was six months of nice weather and six months of crap. At least that was my experience. Yeah, you know, I guess for my purposes, you know, I've lived up here most of my life, and um, I'm going skiing this weekend, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I use the uh, I use the uh, the cold weather to my advantage, and uh, I really enjoy. It's funny; it's like the only thing um, post football I can really do. Like basketball, I always thought I would play, can't do it because of my back and my right knee. Even golf, like. The rotation aggravates my back, but I can ski. So I love I love living up here. You know, I'm from up here, which helps too. But, you know, I like playing in the snow with my daughters. I kind of like the change of season. But I make no mistake about it. When I go somewhere warm in, like, January or February, I'm like, oh, man, this would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can now ask Tom Brady to ski with you. He's got time. That's what we all woke up to today. So he's not going to San Francisco He's not going to Las Vegas. He's not even coming to Nashville. What did you make of the news? Surprised, not surprised, and how do you think Greg Olson's feeling today? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I was a little surprised. I, you know, it seemed like there was a lot of indications that that Tom wanted to keep playing, and it felt like there was a bunch of opportunities. Right? Certainly, I thought he was like target number one for the Raiders. And I thought there was a really good chance that he would end up there. 
Um, you know, there was talk, some other teams as well. You guys mentioned the Titans as one of them. And, I, you know, after he came back this year and the fact that he came back this year and then the fact that he got divorced, I guess I kind of felt like, you know, he he had more of an opportunity to keep playing. You know, it felt like, at least based on the reports, that one of the real compelling forces for him to retire was his wife. So then when they got divorced, I think a lot of people thought, oh, okay, well, maybe he can keep playing now. But kind of sounds like it was the opposite. Kind of sounds like after the divorce, it makes him want to be with his kids even more. So we need your help, Ross. So we, we know you do work with Westwood One and CBS, but you just said that you're in Pennsylvania. So you also do work with the Eagles, and they're in the Super Bowl. And they've got a couple former Titans on that roster and A.J. Brown and, and Brett Kern. I'm going to leave Brett Kern out of this conversation because he's a punter. He's a nice guy. Everybody loved him. Uh, he punted. He was a great punter here for a really long good. time. Mm-hmm. He was a great punter. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hone in on A.J. Brown. We've had callers say they're, root, they're rooting for Philadelphia because of A.J. Brown. They want him to win the Super Bowl. And I'm like – I'm kind of mixed. Like, I don't want to yell at the callers. I don't know how we should – how should we feel in Nashville? I mean, it, it cost the general manager his job. It was probably the final straw. What? How do you think we should feel here about A.J. Brown, Ross? Well, before I get to that, can you guys explain to me what happened there? Because was that totally just John Robinson's call that he didn't want to allocate – those resources to A.J. Brown didn't think he was worth it? Because, I don't know, it just, I, I was curious as to perhaps whether or not ownership didn't want to pay him that much money. <clears throat> I would love to know any insight you guys have into what happened there. We will tell you what we have stated on these airwaves. And this is just, again, people we've talked to, things that we've heard Behind the scenes of Justin, if you want to jump in here on any of this, I mean, feel free because we, we, we want to educate. We may or may not disagree. Russ. I think on this, so let's let's, well, let's do I it. I know then. when I've said this, you've been like, "Thank you." Yes, that that is. Look, there was there was a little bit of a uh, let me see. What's the word I want to use here? Uh, a peeing match, a little sword fighting going on behind the scenes, and from what I was told, his camp was basically telling John Robinson and the Titans camp. Look, you better pay him. This is what we want. And it was a whole poop load of money. And if you don't do it and you don't tear up that contract and you don't renegotiate and give him a new deal at this price, he ain't showing up for anything. You ain't going to see him. So basically, they, they put their cards out on the table and John Robinson decided, to, you know what, we're not playing this game. We're not going to do this. And said, you know what, the hell with it. We'll trade you. I suppose I, I suppose we can go with that version of the events. That, I mean, that's 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 a big part of it. Yes, I can sure. only give you my conversation. So that that's the conversations I had with people. I I, I don't know what have you heard, Ross, on I, your end, Ross. Before you answer, real quick, I just want to chime in and say the Titans are paying or were paying Ryan Tannehill twenty nine million dollars a year. The Eagles are paying Jalen Hurts six million dollars a year. It it the cap issue was an issue there. And that's all I just want to put that out there. So it's not just all personality driven. There were dollars and cents here that weren't making sense um, 
uh, as much sense as it would for the Eagles and some other teams. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Um, but like you guys said, it cost him his job. Um, I don't believe in coincidences in terms of when he was fired. Um, A.J. Brown is probably even better than I thought he was. And that's kind of what I've heard from all the Eagles. Like, I knew he was good, but, man, he is really, really a special player. And the Eagles have a lot of really high-paid players. I know the quarterback isn't one of them yet, but I don't really buy that in Tennessee because, yeah, I mean, he wanted a lot of money. um, But that's kind of the going rate for those guys now. And you can always make it work within the context of the cap. And by the way, Tannehill, it's not like he's one of these quarterbacks between 40 and 50 mil, you know? And there are ways to give the upfront money and the bonus and stuff and still be able to pay the guy. It's just interesting because I remember watching when Tennessee went up to Philly. You know, obviously, A.J. had such a good game. But also, every time I watched the Titans this year, I thought, man, they could really use a guy like A.J. Brown. I mean, every game. Every game, um, he would have made the difference, I believe, in at least a couple games for them, and he definitely made the difference in a couple games for the Eagles. So, I don't know. You tell me, how much is like a couple wins worth? Because that's kind of what that guy delivered this year. Well, we also didn't realize the significance at the time, although we thought it was a big deal, didn't really realize how big of a deal. It may have been kind of the beginning of the end of a maybe a relationship or maybe where they weren't seeing each other the same in the same light. You you saw Mike Vrabel's reaction on on draft day. You saw whenever word got out that the Titans just traded AJ Brown. Don't forget Mike Vrabel had been saying some very strong comments in this market about, you know, AJ Brown over my dead and we're not trade, you know, basically yeah. he's not going anywhere, not on my watch. And then you saw what happened. He got up and basically almost left the room. He was so distraught. So it was clear that things, probably the GM and the head coach were not seeing eye to eye after that move either. Well, it's a terrible look when the head coach, who has the respect of all the players, says we won't trade A.J. Brown as long as I'm the coach here. And then shortly thereafter, you trade A.J. Brown. That's a terrible, terrible look that I'm sure Vrabel hated, and I don't blame him. Want to ask you very quickly about Taylor Lewan. Uh, you played offensive line during your time in the NFL. Taylor Lewan, obviously, is the Titans' left tackle. Uh, big fan- franchise player coming off of a knee injury. I know that's one of the decisions the Titans need to make about whether or not they want to roll the dice again. On Taylor Lewan, he has a big number. Try to renegotiate after playing the position as long as you did. What are your thoughts on uh, left tackle trying to come back from the kind of injuries that Taylor Lewan has had? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I would absolutely um, try to get Taylor to take a pay cut. And if he doesn't, I would consider my options. However, you know, their options don't seem real good. You know, I mean... I guess they could draft somebody again, um, which might be the wise move. But if Taylor wants to play, I think he really likes it there. I think he really likes Vrabel. I think he really likes Nashville. 
And so I would really try to make it work financially with Taylor. Heck, maybe even let him talk to other teams and, and find out that he wouldn't get as much money elsewhere as perhaps he thinks he would. And let him, let him find that out for himself before you have him come back. There's got to be a number there that makes sense for both sides. Yeah, you would think. Um, but, you know, finding that number can be extremely difficult. Uh, last but not least, uh, we've got a brand-new general manager in town. They're trying to make some major decisions here as far as bringing back Ryan Tannehill or going younger. What have you seen out of, uh, out of our starting quarterback here from your perspective uh, that would warrant him coming back or perhaps moving on? Yeah, I think he's uh, very underappreciated hmm. and underrated. You know – we live in this world where everybody wants their quarterback to be Mahomes or Josh Allen or Burrow, and that's just not realistic. You know, if, if you told me you can get Ryan Tannehill performance, you know, for five years or ten years, there's a lot of teams that would take that, a lot. I mean, he's been, they've won a lot of football games with Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback, I was impressed this year with his toughness. You know, he's another one where you'd have to look at the contract, but you also have to ask yourself, are you sure you can get better? You know, or are you sure you can get better than what you have right now from Ryan Tannehill? Tell us about myfrontpagestory.com. <clears throat> well, listen, I'm just telling you guys, it's by far the best Valentine's Day gift ever. You guys have probably never even heard of it, and by the end of this next 30 seconds, you're going to be at myfrontpagestory.com, literally looking at it and being like, oh, crap, Ross was right. It's unbelievable. They write the most unbelievable story about your wife or whoever for Valentine's Day. It's a professional writer. It looks like it's on the cover of the newspaper. It's beautiful. Pictures of her or you, the two of you guys together. Just to be able to say to her, hey, babe, I want to do something special for you. So I had a story written about you. That just sounds so money. It's not even funny. And then when she reads the quote about, I never thank her enough for little things she does for the kids, she will cry, dude. I mean, I'm telling you guys, she will cry. You will win. Trust me, myfrontpagestory.com. It's February already, so you got to get on it, myfrontpagestory.com. I'm not that creative. Wife and I have been together almost 18 years. I've run out of options. I'm going to go check it out. I, I need some fresh I'm checking it out as options. we speak. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it. Uh, you know, after 18 years, I, I think I've, I've done everything I can do. So I, I need some new ideas. Well done. Hey, let's get you on again down the road because there were so many other things we could have hit you with. We know you got to do the car wash today, but thanks for doing this. Sounds great. See you guys. All right, that is Ross Tucker. He's got a podcast, Ross Tucker Football Podcast. On uh, Twitter, you can follow him at Ross Tucker NFL. That's good stuff. Very right. cool. Uh, this is what we'll do. Since we had to break early, we'll come back. We'll be wide open the rest of the hour. If you want to jump in and talk with us this hour, 615-844-5600. And we know you're, you know, you're probably bunkered in somewhere. So just hang out with us. Let's talk a little sports. There's a ton of things going on. We can get into, you know, unfortunately what happened in Tuscaloosa last night, the Tom Brady news. There's Titan stuff we know. We haven't even hit on one of the big Titan stories. We haven't been able to get to it because yeah. there's been so much going on this Changing week. Changing the face of Nissan Stadium yeah. for however long it has left. So give us a call. Let's talk. We'll do that next on the McFarland Show, WNSR.
Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month. And that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE. 855-51-BIBLE. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the Double Your Refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4223. Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep your operation running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond and Buffalo, Maria and Miami, and Jules and Troy, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with high-quality supplies for every industry, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch your Grizzlies Sunday at 5 when they take on the Toronto Raptors for their annual Faith and Family Night. Faith and Family Night features a post-game worship service with Bluff City praise led by Effie Johnson, as well as a faith-based Q&A conversation with Grizzlies forward Jake Laravia. Grab your tickets by visiting grizzly.com or calling 901-888-HOOP today. From Nashville's home for the Memphis Grizzlies, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Your exclusive national sports radio, WNSR, Skyscan forecast. For today, we'll turn up partly sunny with a high of 42. Becomes mostly cloudy tonight with scattered showers developing low 32. Clouds and showers Thursday, the high 42, sunny Friday. Utilizing the resources of the Willabung Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. It's a Bill King show. I just, I, if Nick coached another seven, eight years, I would not be shocked at all. I wouldn't be. Now, I'm not predicting it because I don't think you can predict that kind of thing. We don't know that. If he coached to 80, I would not be flabbergasted. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. 615-844-5600, The McFarland Show. Rolling along on this Wednesday, we've got loaded lines, so let's get to them. Let's start down in the borough. Michigan. Michigan, what's up? My friend, happy, happy birthday. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. I hope you've had a good day so far. Um, I do want to actually 
talk about a topic today for once. Um, I'm going to leave the Preds talk until after the All-Star break, but we've gone back and forth a little bit. I think okay. the Preds are in a pretty unique situation. I want to talk about the best story in Middle Tennessee that I don't think anybody's talking about. Okay. And that is a nationally ranked women's program, 10 minutes from my house, 21st in the country, that is undefeated in Conference USA, and that has beaten a top 25 team. In fact, not only beat said top 25 team, but laid waste to them here in Murfreesboro in the form of Louisville. I know that women's basketball versus men's basketball is one of those topics that, uh, you know, you, you have in the right group of people. But I don't think it's being talked about enough how great this team is, what a great job Rick Insole has done. And I'm just curious about y'all's thoughts. Do you know who was on our show? Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Hold on. Oh, don't go anywhere. Do you know who was on our show last week? I didn't get a chance to listen every day, so tell me. Was it Rick or Matt? Rick Insole. Rick Insole. Wait, yep. We ain't yep. scared. Yeah, we ain't scared, Michigan. We ain't scared at all. No. In I'm fact, not saying you're scared. I'm just saying in general. Yeah. Well, I, I, this is the best. This is the best women's team that this program has had. Definitely since Alicia Clark was there, and maybe even going back to the late '90s with some of the teams that, that did really well in the OBC. I just think he's doing a great job, um, and I, they've got some. You know, everybody wants to talk about that Reggie Ragland. Um, you know, Giddy Potts team. This team's got potential to do something in March oh, that I don't, people are not anticipating. Let me give you a little cliff notes. So let's go over the cliff notes of that interview. Mm-hmm. He told us when I – in fact, I asked him about that Louisville game. I was like, Louisville was in the final four last year. He said, we should have beat them by 30. That's how dominant they were. Now, he also gave them props for going to the borough, right, to go into the glass house. So good good for him on that. And good for Louisville for, for going there. Two, he said that – I just drew blanks on um, – was, oh, he they where's won the, a not only – forget the NCAA tournament, Michigan. They won a host down in Murfreesboro. Two games. Two games, NCAA tournament. That's correct. Which I think would I be it. amazing. And the other little nugget we got from that, and Justin and I have talked about this off the air. I don't know how to I don't know how to put this, Justin. Well, because we haven't really said it on the air from he, that interview. There, there may be an indication that at some point, maybe this year or some other year down the lane, we can say, where Mr. Enzel may decide uh, it's time to go spend more time with the grandkids and his son, who was already there on staff, former Old Miss head coach, could be taking over said program, or he would like it. Or he would like, yeah, that to be the case. He certainly painted a picture. Something like that. And remember, he said he's well, – how old is Rick? 71. 71? Yeah, 71. He's like, he wants to spend time with the grandkids. And I don't know. It just felt like, man, if they make a run, like a real run, he could ride off in the sunset. Again, that's just the vibe, Michigan. I, I have no – he didn't no, no. say that. He didn't say he was that's stepping down. That's just me. Nothing like that. That's just me trying to read a room. I would agree with all those sentiments and having not spent a lot of time around them, but we do go to the show pretty regularly out at the Boulevard um, on Monday nights when they, when they have it here. Uh, You can tell that he thinks this team is special and I'm, I'm privileged in the sense that when I went to MTSU, I got to cover the women's team. I saw Lewis Bivens up close. He had a bunch of great teams in the OVC. Um, I don't think they've ever had a team this good. And, and this team absolutely 
has the bones to do some damage in March and do some things that I don't think people are expecting now. A lot of that's going to depend on the draw, right? You get out in Seattle and UConn path or, you know, you got to face the city of angel and you're staring down LSU and you're half of the bracket. Things may not look so good, but even winning a few games in the tournament, I think would be a big deal for this program. Um, and I appreciate you guys letting me talk about women's basketball for a second because I love it. And this is that time of the year before spring training where I get to dive into women's basketball a lot. That's what we're here for. We appreciate the phone call and appreciate you listening. Don't be a stranger. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Um, look, we've said this from get-go. We've been on the air for now four-plus months. This is not a hot take show. You want hot take shows? You, you know, we got 20-something-year-olds doing – Radio, first time in their life, all over this market, they'll give you hot takes. Okay, you can mm -hmm. listen to that. That's your, that's your cup of tea. Go for it. Go for it. Man, it's up to you. It's free country. You can do whatever you want. It's free. Radio's free, by the way. Um, we're also not going to just sit here and only talk about something that may that the masses drive. Okay? Yeah, we're going to do a lot of that. But we also know this is a live and local show. So you guys drive the train, too. When we asked for phone calls, we didn't say phone calls of X. It's phone calls of whatever you want to talk about. Absolutely. Now, we don't know what you're talking about, then we'll just be we'll just let you know. Like, I, I'm not really familiar with that or them. Tell, you tell us more about them. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think Tony's done that with Austin P. We're he like, has. man, we'll make you the Austin P insider. Don't really know okay? a I'll, whole lot about be honest. Austin not gonna, P's women's bowling team. I'm not going to BS it. Not against them. Nope, not going to BS it, Hope though. Hope they win every match they play. <laughs> <laughs> but just don't know a lot about them. <laughs> so I appreciate you saying that. You don't have to say that. Just know if we're asking for phone calls, which we will every day on this show, and you want to call in, you get to steer the bus, man, and hopefully we'll have some good insights. If we don't, you can be the insider. All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Eric. Eric, you're up next. Welcome in. Hey, guys. Um, I'm probably going to start talking about something that you haven't talked about yet because uh, I knew you were going to eventually get to it. That's the whole thing with the Titans Stadium and getting that new uh, grass mm -hmm. or turf or whatever it is that they call it. Yes, sir. I uh, suppose they're hoping to cut down on the injuries that they've had for the last two years. Yeah. Uh, because, of course, the studies, of course, you remember back in the day they had, of course, the old astral turf. Then they come out natural grass. Well, that's better. Now I've heard field turf is better. It's just hard to know about injuries and all that type of stuff. But another thing I kind of want to throw out there that I don't think it's talked about as much, too. I've even heard players talk about this is, like, what type of shoes and cleats that they wear on that type of turf, whether you wear one for one particular turf or one for another particular turf and how they run, how they plant, how they cut, and all that stuff. Now, do, do does that make a difference, or whatever shoe that they wear does make any difference? And if that's something that the players decide on, the organization decides on, just wanted to get your thoughts on that, guys, and I'll hang up and listen. Y'all take care. With yeah, yeah, you know, and Eric, you listen, I, I appreciate you calling about this. Let me ask you very quickly, would yeah. you prefer if the team played out, you, you go to football games, would you? Yeah. Does it make a difference to you one way or the other if the Titans play on natural grass or on turf? I just want them to play on the best surface that doesn't that where they won't get injured. That's the main thing I care about. Okay. Fair well, enough. let me ask you, you know, something, Eric. And this, I've I've actually put some real thought into this. And look, I brought this up at the beginning of the show. This this news is out there, and I'm glad you've called in and 
Now you're forcing us to talk about it because we Good. need to. Yes. Right. We need to. Let's do. We just haven't yeah. been able to. Like there's been so much yeah. going on. We Busy. keep skipping yeah. over it. We got two hours and it's hard to get everything crammed in there. Yeah. But yeah. the last two years, they've been playing mm-hmm. on natural grass. Yeah. Yeah. How's that worked for them? It hasn't worked too much because I heard, of course, years ago, the players hated AstroTurf because they said, well, suppose the grass was better. And other players, they said grass is terrible. Well, so, they played, know, this is an AstroTurf. They, they thank, had, thank God. No, no. no that the was, AstroTurf yeah, that out was, there at yeah. Three River Stadium and uh, Veterans yeah, Stadium. Uh, the AstroDome. And, and, the AstroDome and Riverfront Stadium. Stadium. All that's dead. What was it, Philly, yeah, yeah, that had was, the exhibition game canceled? Because that is correct, of the, sir. Because of the yeah, turf. Oh, Veterans Stadium. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I, the point is they they have they dressed ninety one players and then yeah. eighty six this year. They led the league yeah. two years in a row. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know if that's a I'm just saying that they've been playing yeah. on grass and they've led the league yeah. in injuries yeah. two years in a row. Yeah. And and, and again, I'm not saying that yeah, you're not wrong or anything like that, but one of the things I was interested in is about to the type of shoes and cleats that they wear and running and cut and planting uh, because I've heard players say that they wear, like, one shoe for one particular that service, another mm-hmm. shoe yes. for accurate, another particular service. And, and I've never heard studies done about that where the type of shoes and cleats the players wear and running, cut, and plant, how that affects injuries as well. So I would be interested in to find out something like that as well. It's not only the surface that they play on. Well, that's Guys probably a, a training and equipment staff. Yeah question right because they're, yeah. they're partly responsible for making sure they're properly fitted yeah. with the right shoes depending on the yeah, surface right, or if it's rainy right, right equipment yeah you know yeah yeah there is yeah. very mixed opinions out there about whether or not the grass or the turf is better for the player um so yeah. whoever you ask is going to depend on it's gonna. The answer is gonna change based on whoever you um, ask, Eric. Yeah, yeah. It really and I is. guess the, and the stadium that they play in and what they're used to, I guess. But uh, anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out. I there, will guys. say this yeah. definitively, Eric. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when it comes to turf, the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah. Mm, just, just <laughs> wise words. Thank wise you. words. Thank you. Oh wise yeah. Words. By the way, happy, happy, happy birthday, Darren. Appreciate it, Eric. Thank you. It's always good to talk to you guys. Y'all take care. And we'll Thank talk you. to you soon. Okay. That's all I got. I'm going to leave. You guys, that's, that's you and pretty Devlin, good. That's Justin, nice. Justin, Devlin, that's you nice, guys sir. take it the rest of the way. That's light. a nice walk-off I'll shot. see you guys later. See you tomorrow. Walk off. Thank you, everybody. I will say, Darren, again, you and I have been at Adelphia Coliseum uh, since day one, okay, when they opened up the gates for the first time. You and I have seen that grass when it was nothing more, be just be honest with you, than painted dirt. Was, many many it was years brown or a spray painted green. It was a there were there was one year in particular, and I forget which year where that mess was legit spray painted green well, dirt. Do you know how we out knew? There. Because we it knew? was on their white pants. Oh, it was the paint was on their white pants. However, it looked on television. It looked far worse in person. We've been down there standing on that, and we were just like, this is not yeah. grass anywhere. No. Um, this is going to change all of that because they want to have uh, more events at the stadium and the, in the opportunity to have more games closer together. There was a, a situation earlier this year, Darren, where they had three football games in the course of a week. It's hard for you to do. They had a professional football game uh, two professional football games in the Music City Bowl, all within the same week. 
they had a Friday football game, a Thursday night game, and then a game on Saturday, you know, again, you know, for the Music City Bowl. That's a lot for any grass surface to take on. We're we're not I got more to add, but let's Go get ahead. let's sneak Tony in. And Nolan's over. Tony, what's up? Well, first of all, good afternoon and happy birthday as well. I know you. you're hearing that a lot, but uh, a gray hair on top yep. means you're a year older, wiser, and a veteran at what you do. I'll, I'll take that. But I'll take that. I'll sign up for that, Tony. That, Where do I sign? That's that's what that all means. I've got it. You've got it. That's what that means. Slide that over. I've got uh, a pen ready to sign. <laughs> I played on the grass. I played on the turf back many years ago. I'll take the grass any day. I know the turf today is not turf like what it was when I played on it. But uh, at the same time, guys, talking about the Titans, I've beat this drum for several weeks now. I will continually go back and say it's not just the – I started laughing when I saw they're changing the turf. They need to maybe look at their – principles and practice procedures when you don't hit during the week two hand touch and these guys are professionals i know they're bigger they're faster they're stronger but you do a two hand touch practice well that body on sunday when it starts getting the physical pounding by 300 plus pound men landing and landing and landing on you you're going to suffer injuries you've got to get that body in shape to take that pounding, and I'm a firm believer in that. And then, um, but I didn't call and talk about that, but y'all triggered a nerve with me right there. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Um, Teresa Walker has touched on this, and I touched on it too, as has been saying that. The, the deal with the A.J. Brown and I talked about this earlier one day with y'all, people keep forgetting here. Number one, I'll be glad when this topic is dead and gone. <laughs> Me too, Tony. Me too. I, I'm going, I'm sick of it. You know, <laughs> he's gone. He plays for the Eagles. It's over. The guy got fired from it. The guy might win a Super Bowl, but it's over. But what people seem to forget, he wanted the big money. He didn't get he it. Did. But people need to remember he played at Alabama. He likes Jalen Hurts. He played at Ole Miss. Played at Ole Miss. Played he played at Ole Miss. He, I'm sorry. He played at Ole Miss, but they were buddies. They were friends. And he wanted to play with Jalen Hurts at Philadelphia. He wanted – it was put out there. And people seem, seem to keep forgetting that, that he did want to go. Now, we let him – we should have had the resources and revenues to keep him here. But it, I think it was a two-party street. He wanted to go if they didn't pay him the big money. They paid him the big money, he would have stayed. But he's gone. But, you know, I'll be glad when March 1's here because maybe that story will die. You know, maybe People it'll be, remember be a lot of with. what they want to remember about the A.J. Brown thing to me, Tony. There's a lot of selective you're, memory going on with that. You're right, Justin. There's a lot out there that that, you know, People don't bring to the forefront, and there's a lot that's been out there, and we all, I think, know a little something on it. But, And one last thing, Darren, I don't know if y'all saw this. I was kind of startled to read the other day that I'm talking about Vanderbilt here, that the running back, Ray Davis, 
who I thought was one of their five or six true SEC caliber players, is transferring out. Transferring he out? Is, he's already found a home. Yeah. He's, he's in Lexington. Yeah, well, that's he's what I say. He's gone, yeah. He, yeah. he hit the portal, and he's gone. And I mean, I just I don't understand some of these guys. You're a star player here. Do you go over there and test the waters? Hey, if I can make it at Vandy, I'm going to get out of here, and I'm going to go play somewhere that's got a bowl team and, and go do things. And I, it's just – I don't know how Vandy's going to overcome the gap that's there with the players jumping ship, you know, no pun intended being the Commodores, uh, but uh, jumping ship and going to other schools after they get established at Vanderbilt, and then Vanderbilt can't get no top-notch players in – because the uh, the requirements academically to they're restricted there. So, yeah. but anyway, I appreciate it. Glad y'all made it in safe and sound, guys. Be careful going home. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, we yeah. we talked we touched on that a lot. We did. I mean, yeah, it was, it's just look, weeks, I know yeah. Tony didn't want to hear, but it's it's 2023. I mean, this is what it is, yeah. and it's not going to slow down anytime soon. No, you got to adapt here. I or, get or else I we mean, didn't see. You know why Ray Davis wouldn't have transferred to Kentucky years ago? Because he wouldn't have been he, allowed to. Well, you about to say because he couldn't? Because they would have blocked him. <laughs> they would have said, no, you're not. Although Kevin Ingram did have something interesting to say about why he went up there. Apparently, they had some type of specialized major that he really was interested in, according to Kevin, yeah. uh, that look, was only available there, or Kentucky was one of the few schools that offered him, yeah. is what Kevin said. We'll come back. Uh, Doug, we'll get to you before we close up shop here on the first hour of the McFarland Show. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get a five Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petite fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks where's the beef, you tell them Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now and treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville. Bob's Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin P. Lady Gubs host the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to the Six annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the six annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic or call 931-388-8119. That's 931-388-8119. The six annual Mid-State Classic. Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, (laughs) environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with free in-home water tests from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. Divorce can be complicated. 
especially if children are involved. If you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives, remember Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men with matters like these for 30 years, and we'd love to help you. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. What's great about bowling is you can bowl well into your latter years. Even now, I get that thing you sit it on and it rolls down, and I get the bumper guards on the side. I think that's probably the only way you can beat Zach. See, I, I didn't mean I heard you. I, heard I, you. I didn't mean that. I know a soldier. That's okay. I didn't mean that. You got a two-piece coming with a biscuit. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Back here on the McFarland Show at about 3.40. We'll catch up with Kevin Malai. So we'll just continue taking your phone calls and going over a lot of stuff. Pour it on. That's going on in the sports world. 844-5600. Let's go to Doug in Nashville. Doug, what's up? First of all, just want to congratulate you on making another year of wisdom. Thank you. I appreciate it. I know for a man of your stature, you don't need another year. You can do it in 30 minutes. You're just smarter every day. That nose is getting long, and it's getting thick. The air's getting no, thick, no, dog. That's real smooth, dog. No, no, I like that, no, dog. No, that was no, real smooth, no, man. No, no, I heard no, that, no. man. No, no, but uh, I want to comment on turf. I've, I've played on it, played on grass, and here you're telling me all of a sudden that turf is better for the players. I'm going to say something, and you may laugh at it, but in the words of buying something at a garage sale, you may be selling that, but ain't everybody buying it. Mm. The it reason is. why is because if turf was that good, then Miami would be pulling up their grass right now. To me, it's about the three things, money, money, and money. You can host a concert, a couple of football games, a four-wheel drive trucking event, all on the same field at the same time. That field makes money. You can't do that on the grass. So all of a sudden now – Turf is good. I've landed on it. There's times when I went down as running back to keep from getting hit. That stuff hurt. I don't want to buy the fact that turf is better. And the other thing, it's already in the bubble. They said they played on it. The bubble is protected. It's not exposed to the elements, temperature change, all the rigors of, of trying to keep it up. If something's covered, it doesn't last longer. So this is going to be a turf that's out in the open, yeah. exposed to sun, the water, the well, cold. Till, so till don't what? Tell me that Until this, when? Don't don't tell me that this turf is better than grass. But Doug, so I'll just stay there. Doug, it's and, it's, and the other it's only going to be in the elements until the new new stadium's built. You understand? That's well, I mean, how they're doing this. I, I still I still don't think it's better. You know, just say that hey, we got a deal. We can use it now. We can use it later. But don't sell me that it's better than grass. 
It is interesting that that is their sales pitch. All yet of a sudden, all the NFL these years. or the PA and everybody's trying to paint a everybody's painted a completely different picture, which is interesting. Don't pee on my head and tell me it's raining outside. I'm not that stupid. <laughs> Doug, appreciate it as always. That's good stuff. It is, and we'll continue this on the other side because yeah. the Titans have chosen. To really paint a different picture than what Listen, the players and a lot of other people. All I'm saying is, are, have one, been of, saying. one of the biggest names in music announced they were coming to Nissan Stadium earlier today. You know, I'm just saying, just saying. Is that Beyonce? That would be Beyonce Knowles. Is it? Is it Nissan? Yeah. Because I didn't see the venue. Oh, she I just figured that in okay. July. 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 Yeah. July 15th. Yes. It's my wife's birthday. That's how I knew that. Oh, well. Because I was like, oh, is she going to She like Queen to, B? She want to go to Beyonce. Listen, don't say either way. Don't say. She may be listening. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, we'll come back. More discussions on the other side. Second hour coming up next. Tyree Nichols' stepfather, Rodney Wells, says after watching the video of his son's arrest, he got the sense that the officers involved knew how the encounter would end before they approached Tyree's car. It was like they were on a mission, like they had already determined the outcome of what they wanted to do. A sixth officer involved in the arrest has been relieved of duty. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu welcomed Secretary of State Anthony Blinken to Israel. This alliance is something that President Biden is committed to. I've known him for 40 years. He's a true friend of Israel, a true champion of this alliance, as are you. Blinken will meet tomorrow with Palestinian leader Mahmoud Abbas. President Biden's in Baltimore to kick off a major rail tunnel construction project, which will be funded by the bipartisan infrastructure bill. At least 59 people are dead after a suicide bomber struck a crowded mosque in Pakistan. This is ABC News. Never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen. And you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. AdoptUSKids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you, A, get spiritual. Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within. Oh. B, find the positives. Less time blow-drying, more time texting. Or C, show empathy. Mom, you really don't have twinsies. I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. At Total Wine and More, save big on what you love this month with hundreds of deals. Get up to 35% off over 100 different wines and spirits, including Cabernet, sparkling wine, single barrel bourbon, and so much more. These savings are huge, and even better, they're on top of prices that are already the lowest in town. Deals this good don't last long, so visit Total Wine and More to find yours. Love what you find at the lowest price, only at Total Wine and More. 
Drink responsibly. B21. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Call now at 615-844-5600. Alrighty then. Now the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour of the program, McFarland Show rolling along on this Wednesday afternoon. We're live here at the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. Yes, we are live and at it today. Darren, Justin, Devlin, and thousands of you out there listening. And the cast of thousands. In Radio Land. <laughs> you can also watch us every day, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll try to get cleaned up for you. Justin McFarland, one half of the McFarland Show, snuck away from the Strike and Spare Family Fund Center studio and came back in with a birthday gift. Brave the icy deck. I mean, yes, we do have. <laughs> that was That's another thing. You went out there and came back. So that means you went over it twice. Yes. And you were standing upright, so you didn't fall. I did not, no. Yeah, we've got a real, we've got Would have captured the fancy security system we yes. have here if, if I did. The the back porch is nothing but ice. It's, it's rough stuff today. But this man brought in a birthday gift from you and your wife. And my wife. I, you have to give the, right, the wife credit. Uh, I know I'm going to. I mean, um, so wow. it's from her and my wife, yeah, and from myself and my wife. Yes. So it is a. Can I say it or no? Go for it, Phil. It is a Predator's flask mm-hmm. with pour or four with pour. See, yeah, pour. I, by the way, I was not drinking during the break. With pour, I don't think you can. There's nothing in there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Is there something in there? I didn't know that was part well, of the deal. The, the shot glasses and four Predator shot glasses. Okay. They were fogged up because they were in your car. They were in it's the car. Cold. It's a little cold, yeah. So they have defogged <laughs> since I opened it up. I didn't realize they had fogged they, they up. Were, they were absolutely fogged I up. didn't realize that. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, well, you could tell they've been sitting in the car, man. <laughs> so thank you very much. You're welcome, sir. Happy birthday to you. To you and yours. Absolutely. Really appreciate that. And I told Justin and Devlin, I was like, man, Pokey was in here before our show. Just before hanging we came out. On, we yes. did like a show before our show. We did. With Greg. Should have should have recorded that. Happy birthday to him. Yes. I remember they didn't do their show today. No. Because of inclement weather. This morning it was a little bit more dicier, and so they didn't do their show. I always remember Pogue's birthday because it's on my birthday. So Pretty happy easy. birthday, Pokey. And if you were here. You could have filled up these shot glasses because I'm sure you're packing something somewhere, right? You mean Pogi is Pogi? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I'm say I don't have anything. No, no, no. I'm saying he, if he was still here, we would have all yes. done around. The only thing I have is coffee. I've got that. <laughs> you but do other, have coffee. I, you know, I stay with some coffee. But other than that, no, we're good. I have some 
some water. Fresh right? water, stay, filtered would you water. Stay with that as well. Yeah, I could do. We could do water shots, but yeah, Devil exactly. would be like boring. It's exactly, a lot of fun. Who wants? Who wants filtered water shots? Boo. Doesn't sound appealing. All right, let's go to the phone line. 615 So thank you again from the You're bottom welcome. of my heart. No, that was very don't worry nice. Don't about it. You're good. 844-5600. JW in East Nashville. JW, what's up? Well, happy birthday. Thank you very much. I had two comments. First off, about Brady... It just seems like a shame to be that driven. I know that nobody really knows knows what goes on in a marriage, except for those two people behind that four, those two four walls. Better believe it, sir. But I but I remember many times she'd get on Facebook or Twitter or what have you, all teeth and claws when they were running down her husband. And it just seems a shame that he had to possibly have played at the expense of his marriage. You know, yeah. maybe that's not the case, and I hope not. But if that's part of it, I really, really hate it. And those rings aren't gonna wouldn't keep me warm at night. No. But no. the other thing, the other thing, what reason I've really called, everybody's been going on and on about officials, and I was wondering if the NFL might not take a practice from motorsport. It's Formula One. IndyCar racing, some other types of racing. Of course, we don't have referees, but they do have race stewards who are always retired champions or at least men who ran many, many seasons and have seen everything. And they're strictly around to where if somebody does this or does that, they're the one that sorts out whether that someone was deliberately pulling the gag on somebody. So these are, JW's maybe in a bad cellar. So these are former drivers? Drivers. Oh, that okay. are stewards, like at the Indy 500. Okay. Or any Formula One race or, or any IndyCar race. Le Mans, lots of racing disciplines. You have former racers that are looking over the shoulder of the rule book. And they're the ones that decide whether someone threw a dirty block on somebody or if it was an honest mistake. And I just can't help but think that if you had retired NFL players, I mean, imagine Harry Carson or Kevin Carter looking over the official shoulders and saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, fellas. And there's tons of retired players out there, Hall of Famers, men that were in the Pro Bowl many times, that I'm sure could really be an asset for the kind of thing that these refs seem to be missing these days. Hmm. It's an interesting it thought. It is a very, I, I've, it's I've, a I've very got, I've got I don't several think I've ever heard that this. before. I, I do. I've got several thoughts on, on this. I'm sorry, JW, I don't want to cut you off. Is there anything else good, sir? No, sir. Pre- listen to you guys every day. Get a big bang out of it. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so much that, for the call, JW. That is very thoughtful. Call again, please. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I – one – Follow racing. I, I don't. I don't think I knew that. Well, I don't think I didn't know that. I didn't know there were. I have actually heard so of former of these, Absolutely, mm-hmm. Stewart. That's interesting. Uh, you know, the, a few years ago when I covered Talladega, um, it was my first NASCAR experience, yep. and so 
uh, the people at NASCAR went overboard. Uh, and, and I shouldn't say overboard because that's that, that insinuates it was bad. They were uh, very, very accommodating of me wanting to learn as much as I could and get the most out of the experience. And so they taught me almost everything I wanted to know or didn't want to know about NASCAR over, over the course of that uh, couple of days. And that was one of the things that came up is the role of these stewards. And they had either badges or jackets or some type of identifying mark that identified who they were. They were down in the pits and they were doing the, you know, doing the exactly what Mr. JW said they were doing there. Um, and I, these I've are guys who are experienced mechanics or drivers uh, who seem to know about this. Yes, I don't know how this is. I mean, I've been to Talladega, I've been to Daytona, mm-hmm. I've been to Bristol, I've been Kentucky Speedway. I mean, I've been to, I've been, I've Nashville Super Speedway. Sure, sat in the pits. Yeah, I. I that is interesting. It, it Maybe one of those things that that people so, don't. I mean, I've don't seen. Talk I know about. who yeah. you're talking. You know about. who I'm speaking of. Okay. Yes, I just. I didn't you didn't realize who they were. Okay. Drivers. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that. Uh, you know. All right. The other thing so, about that. Yes. Go okay. Ahead. So let's let's then segue into what he's talking about mm-hmm. in the NFL. I think the concern. There's two concerns. Just not thinking about this subject matter until J, JW brought it up. One, there's a stigma. If you're a player, you probably didn't like the officials. Is that fair <laughs> to say? <laughs> Most players, right? Yeah, kinda, they, you know, you know they some don't kind of way. Yeah, like they don't view them as, I don't know, friends. No, it's probably you view them a certain way. Yeah. So I don't know if you'd want to go over to that side, right? Well, and the other thing is, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Players would ever want to be in that role. I think it's interesting because. I do think there is something to these athletes today are bigger and faster and stronger, and whether it's the NFL, whether it's the NBA, whether it's hockey, pick a sport. These athletes are – it's it's harder to officiate because, I mean, you see the NBA. Oh, yeah. I would not want to be an NBA official. Yeah. Like, yeah. these guys are massive dudes. Yeah. And there is – it is a – physical sport it moves fast there's a lot of contact and it's up and down yeah and there's probably it's just like holding in football Mm -hmm. there's probably fouls every 30 you know every 15 seconds in a game sure but you can't call everything no and so you got to pick and choose Mm -hmm. i just wouldn't want to be in that spot i i do think there is something to these older officials Mm -hmm. can they keep up with today's game well, I think there's something to that. I, I think there's something to it. And the other thing about it is this. The NFL, and and in all sports really, a lot of the times the guys and now women who are starting to officiate these games many times have never played on the level of the game that they are officiating. I would so, say probably none. Very few. Very, very few. I've heard of a couple of guys who were like uh, people like Rand Carthen, for instance, and you know I'm bringing him. He went to the front office, but he only played two or three years in the NFL. Who didn't quite pan out and decided to go the officiating, you know, route. And you know, by the time they became a head official, you wouldn't even remember them in the National Football League at all because they had a cup of coffee. They weren't like superstars. They, you know, had a very short stay in the NFL or or the NBA. And, and I just want to say very quickly is this. 
a play like the the play that ended up launching the Chiefs to the Super Bowl, the out of bounds play uh, that everybody gave that young man such a hard time about because he did hit him out of bounds. If you had a former NFL linebacker who was out there and looking at that, is it possible they can go, you know what? He could not hold up. It's unreasonable to expect this guy to hold up after he was full sprint like that because I remember they being have a full sprint like that. Yeah. They have a very different yeah. perspective. Currently, the National Football League, whether it's on the field, and as far as I know, the New York, you know, the world, they got on the phone with New York. Well, who's in New York? Um, the people in New York, to my knowledge, are not the guys who used to be out there on the field. They are a fit, you know, none of Gene Pereira and all these other guys that are paid money to sit up there in the booth. None of those guys are former players, as far as I know. They're all big time officials. So they do not have a player's perspective. They just know what they see according to what they've been told, according to the rules of whatever the book. I do think there's some validity to having someone with a player's perspective on the field to say, what you're asking them to do in this particular situation is completely unreasonable. I know because I have lived it and you have not. And I think that it, that is fair and something that is missing from the game. I just don't know if you've been a player most of your life, if you would then want to switch over and be an official. I just don't think they're wired like that. What if you make them replay officials? Somebody who's not up and down, running up and down the field. What if you send them in the booth? I don't think. What if you send them in New York? I think replay officials, you are not taking advantage of what you have. I think, honestly, anybody could be a replay official. The two of us could be a replay official. Possibly. Okay, You're just sitting in there, you're looking at a monitor, and you're looking at angles. If you're going to get a former player who's athletic, somebody can get up and down the sidelines, somebody who can handle the speed of today's game, I want their eyeballs on the field. I don't want them in a booth. I don't I want them looking at replays. I feel like you're wasting talent. You put them out there. You know, and by the way, some of these officials have a hard time getting out of plays. Oh, sure. We see That's the other thing that happens all the, the time. time. Sure. By, by the way, watch an NHL game. Oh, man. It's impressive. Those guys got to be limber. But you better know where that <laughs> puck is at all times. Because there's so many times Man. they are ducking, they are jumping, Ugh. they're up against the wall, oh, yeah. right? They're quick. Getting out of the way. They're quick. That game moves fast. That and puck, you, mm, unforgiving. You better know at all times mm. what's going on. Yeah. Or you're going to end up being sandwiched. Yeah. Or you're going to have a puck yeah. in the side, you know, the side of your face. You, you know, your shin. Yeah, yeah, or in your shin. Yeah. So, somewhere on your body you don't want it. Yeah. A hard piece of rubber, mm. okay? And at, at moving at fast speeds. Yes. So I, I, I think there's it's it's a really interesting it's topic. An interesting idea. I, I don't know. I, look, I have been in the camp for a long, long time, and they flirted with it. Finally, they flirted with it, but I think it's kind of gone. I think they did away with it, or there's really, I think there's just a very, very, very few that chose to take that option. To me, and again, you may disagree, mm -hmm. but I have felt for a long time professional sports is too big of a business to not get it right, and it's too big of a business 
to have people that can control the outcome of a game be there on a Sunday and be selling insurance on Monday. Oh, yeah. Or be a judge. Or be a whatever. Fill in the blank. Whatever. They all, a lot of them have really Really good jobs. Successful. Not just part, you know. One of the guys, you know, I've seen federal agents out there um, who are NFL officials. I mean, it's it's really something you to see. You just can't convince me that they can't work year-round and hone their craft and be better at what they do if they were studying the game, watching film just like players and coaches, yeah. and getting in meetings and constantly discussing the game. But they don't do that with regularity. Because they go off to their day jobs and then they come back and they officiate games. Now, do they do do they gather? Yes, of course. They don't it's not like they just do games and they never do anything. That's it. They do. But they don't do it on a full time basis. And I just think anything you do full time, you should get better at it. Yeah. And if you if that was the only thing you did and you were fearful of losing that, I think you would try to make sure that you got better at what you did, you, just like everybody else out there in the workforce. You coach baseball uh, for for your son, correct? And you're, yes. You do that big time. I have a question for you that I don't think we have time for. I'd rather ask you on the other side. I have a question for you about what you tell kids in a certain situation when it comes to the game of baseball. Okay. Here. That, that's related to this. We'll do that and more on the other side as you listen to The McFarland Show here on Nashville Sports Radio. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic, treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery, and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new law 
laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-785-9132. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. I can't ever recall having so much fun on a radio show. Fun within prescribed limits. Every weekday afternoon, 2 to 4, live on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio, it's the McFarland Show. Darren McFarland and Justin McFarland. A show that's genuine, it's real, it's fun, it's passionate, and we welcome your phone calls. Original opinions, weekdays 2 to 4, it's the McFarland Show. Listen live on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. McFarland show rolling along on this Wednesday afternoon. Expected to talk to Kevin Mawai mm-hmm. in about 15 minutes. He is the new head coach at Lipscomb Academy, taking over for one Trent Dilfer, who left to go coach UAB. So you yeah. wanted to ask something about Tidal Wave Blue. Yes, uh, which is uh, the baseball team that you coach, uh, which is uh, full of of our next wave of America's youth here uh, who are going to be big-time players and coaches themselves at some point down the line. And And, sports lovers. And sports lovers. And you have a very valuable job, and I know you know that, uh, molding the the lives of young men. But what you also are teaching them is about sports and the foundation that you are setting in these uh, young men about sports and, and, and how to look at sports. So I say this to say, officiating and how games are called in the beginning, what I was taught was human error as far as pitching or not pitching, but as sports is concerned is a part of the game. You cannot always depend on the right thing being called. There's going to be a lot of situations where the wrong thing is going to be called. And this is why I bring it up. My father was a pitcher in, you know, he was a college baseball pitcher. He was a high school pitcher. Um, got offered to go minor league baseball. He didn't want to move to Montana. He married my mom instead, thankfully. Um, but hence why you're here. Hence is why I'm here. So that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> but I will say, when I was asking him, when he was teaching me the game of baseball, and I asked him what a strike was, and he says, "Well, the strike is this," and then I'd be watching baseball, and there would be a strike call, and I would go, "Wait a minute, hold on. What is what is that? That's not a." You told me a strike was this. He's calling something different. Oh, well, his strike zone is different. What? Yeah, Yeah, his strike zone is different. Well, hold on. How many different strike zones are there then? Well, it's very, okay. So when a 9-year-old or an 8-year-old or a 10-year-old ask you, Coach McFarlane, what is a strike, what do you tell them, 
And what happens when whatever you say changes on the fly in the middle of a game? The strike zone is whoever's behind the home plate. That's what I tell them. That's what we talk about. Mm. You cannot all – strike, all strikes are not created equally. Every umpire that we've gone up with in tournaments, everybody's got a different strike zone. What we try to do as coaches is identify what their strike zone is and then tell the kids he's calling low. He's call, he likes high. He li- Tell them what he's preferring as mm. his strikes because everybody has a different strike zone. And then there's just times when their strike zone sucks and you just tell the kids, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> you, pro- you may get co- – you may get rung up on a ball that's not a strike, and we understand it. But just know that that's just part of it. You're gonna, and usually when that's happening, I'm saying just swing, okay? I don't care if you go down swinging. Just don't rely on their strike zone. You're you're playing with fire. Don't. I'd rather you just go down swinging, yeah. Rather than looking on a bad pitch that you deserve to be called a ball and it should be a walk, but instead they rung you up and it's we all know it wasn't a strike. Okay. But there's nothing we can do about it. That's yes. that's just what it is. Yes. It's these are human beings behind home plate. It's not a K zone. And yes. so you have to deal with that. All we can tell you is what they're calling. Don't worry about what they're calling. And if their strike zone isn't good, my advice is usually just swing. Yes. I want you obviously I'm not telling them no, to swing no. in the dirt. I got you. Swing at their eyeballs. Yes. I'm saying if it's close if it seems close I'd rather you swing, swing away. Than than just sit there and look at it. Yeah. And it may be a ball, but yet they're gonna call it a strike. Yeah. Now, why and, and everybody under the sound of my voice who has played organized sports in any way, shape or form has probably had a coach tell you very similar uh, tell them very similar things. So why is it that when we get to the NFL or the NBA or Major League Baseball and we watch it on television and now we're older and we haven't played in 20 years that we expect now perfection from these coaches or from these referees who are out here making these calls now? Why doesn't the same exact thing apply? Well, because today they're well compensated. So... With, so well, it's okay if the guy behind the plate's getting nothing, and then well, you know, or is doing it for free. That you just you, pay for what you get is, you know, I mean, you it, have to know that, you know, and that's what I always say to people. You know, I try to, I try, I try. It sometimes it's hard, man. It's ninety-two degrees outside. It's yeah, hot. You've been out there all day at the bar, and this this umpire just didn't very good. And it's it's really, <laughs> you know. He's pushing the level of your patience, yeah. right? Like, or sometimes they're shorthanded. They're trying they're to make short-handed. calls out of position. By yeah. the way, one of his crew members, which there's usually we get two, yeah, right? Yeah. There's one in the field. There's one behind all, but it's hot. They've been out there all day, yeah. and they're about to have they're a heat stroke. Three games, yeah. The next thing you know, they've disappeared because they're getting cold water. You have to understand that's just all part of it. Yeah. And these these folks out there are not getting rich, so I try to tell everybody, like, look, be appreciative. I know it's frustrating. But be appreciative they're out there. If we don't have them, we don't get to play tournaments. Well, that's true. Okay. That's, now you got to have them now. They have to be out there. We don't get to play. Yeah. And I know at times it's frustrating. I get frustrated. My coaches get frustrated. Our families get frustrated. The parents get frustrated. I get it. We all get it. Mm-hmm. But it does no good to berate them because they're going to say, the heck with it, right? Yeah. I'm making – 50 bucks a game or whatever. I don't need this crap. I'm so going to do something I, I else. Keep hearing you for the, so for you, the money 
is the determining factor here. Well, the fact saying, that these guys on the professional level are getting paid do you know what a lot of – Oh, yes, I do. They're, they're, they're 250000 I understand. So for that money, you're saying that you should get a higher quality of service, for lack of a better term, or a high, higher quality of call? You are, you are in that position at the highest level, and you are getting well compensated. You should be good at what you do. You just should. It's hard. I get it. You're a human being. You're not going to be perfect. It's all part of it. But I just think there are certain crews we can identify, certain home plate umpires, Yes. right? Yes. Joe West is notorious. Mm-hmm. And he can be confrontational. Who is it? Angel Hernandez. Yes. Is notorious, yeah. right? Hugh Hollins in basketball. Right. Yeah. So we can also, if we can name them, that's a problem. Yes. Okay. Yes. And we can. If we can name you, that's yes. a problem. Yeah. We shouldn't be able to name you. Yeah. And go, look, you know when so and so's out there or so and so and his crew. Yeah. It's not going to be good. Yeah. Jerome Boger has become Jerome one. Jerome Boger is yeah. one that people love to beat up on. Yeah. If we identify you as usually as poor officiating, mm-hmm. That's a problem to me. Yeah, you asked me. That's no, I didn't my ask honest you. answer. No, no, that's, that's why my I wanted to answer. I asked you because, again, you are partly responsible for setting the foundation of sport for these kids who are going to grow up and be future sports fans. And that foundation of what is and what is not fair is very important because it plays into what a what a person believes forever about a particular sport. I remember the strike zone based on what my dad taught me when I was six years old or eight years old forever now. So when I watch baseball, I know the strike zone is going to move around based on what he taught me when I was eight. And, and you're do, you do the same thing. And if you have a coach who says, listen, the strike zone is between the letters and the belt, period. If Don't let anybody tell you anything else. And if somebody throws anything else, it's not a strike. Okay, and there's and you're getting you're. Getting, I think that's you know, bad info. It's correct, but it's bad info because it truly is the strike zone is whoever's behind home plate. Yeah, that's the strike zone. Is that fair? No. Is that reality? Yes. But see, even that in and of itself was part of the learning lesson of the game. Is that it's not always going to be fair. Yes. It gets hard sometimes, okay? Sometimes everything is not going to stack up in your favor. It's not always going to be fair. Go out there, get over it, and do the best you can anyway. But now we're in the NFL. Now we're watching on Sundays now, and some some referees are going to have a different interpretation of pass interference or holding or lined up in the neutral zone or whatever it is, and they don't throw the flag or they do throw the flag or whatever, and now we are saying the NFL is rigged or whatever you want to say. Yeah, that's silly. That whole rigged stuff is silly. Let's go to Nate down in Columbia. Nate, what's up? Happy birthday, Darren. You're 25, right? Uh, the big 4-0. Oh, so, so I – yeah, nice. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so Nate's like, uh, uh, no, yeah, yeah, okay. I was trying to. I Could be the twenty fifth nice, anniversary of his twenty fifth birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going. <laughs> so you know, thank you, anyway. thank you so much. And I'm laughing, so it's fine. <laughs> um, so back to the the grass and turf discussion. Yeah. I've got I've got a little bit of beef with Doug. But with the P 
PA, do they what what do they have any input on what the stadiums use? I mean, obviously the league has these specific approved surfaces, but does the PA have any input whatsoever, like when a specific stadium wants to change from one to another? Uh, well, the PA, if you've listened to the PA, they, they clearly want grass. The players want grass. But here is, look, this is a the slippery slope. The answer your question slope. is no. Yeah, the slippery slope. It, okay. Look, Nate. I can respect a player's opinion. I get it. That's their playing surface. That's their livelihood. And if they believe something, I'm not saying they're wrong. But guess what? They also get well compensated for what they do. And the people that own them, the people that sign their checks, this is called a business. And it's a big business. Mm -hmm. And they're in it to make money. Okay? Just like every other business. If this business, if your radio business or whatever line of work you do, and they're not making money, well, guess what? All the people who get paychecks, you're in big trouble. Big trouble. And you know what? If they believe that an artificial surface will get them big concerts and do other things for revenue and make them more money and more financially secure, I can't argue with that because I understand both sides. I get the player's point of view. And they have the right to feel that way. And owners have the right to feel another way because they're running a business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I get it. Uh, I was just, I just didn't know if they had, like, you know, what their say was. So, uh, but to my sort of beef with Doug, yeah, yeah, the players do want the grass more, just like we've been talking about. But when you're not playing on grass, a.k.a. the dirt we were talking about, when you're having to resod the grass either every other day or every week, at what point as a player do you just say, grass isn't meant for this specific stadium? Again, I understand they love the grass, but when you use every single cleat that you have to try and get grip, but you can't at Nissan Stadium – because the field is sliding out from under you because it's in just terrible shape. I, I, I completely understand why they are going to this new turf. And I understand it's more about the money than it is about, in my opinion, about the injuries. I kind of think they're using the injuries as kind of an excuse or something to blame. But I – you, you know, I, I, I understand why they're going to. Well, they Jim White has a piece up on TennesseeTitans.com, and Mike Vrabel is saying they put new sod down, and the new sod is slick, and he sees his guys slipping on the new sod. And he, and he also talks about how difficult it is. Uh, and look, Justin and I have talked about this. If you've been following the team since they've been here and they've been at that stadium, Mm -hmm. they have had grass issues for a long time. Yes, they have. Some really – there has been some times they had no business playing on that surface. It was bad. It was real bad. I mean, Nate, no business playing on it. It was really, really poor conditions. In fact, if you remember, I think it was a game John Madden was calling, and John Madden was – constantly referencing how poor the playing conditions were. In other words, the grass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That happened. Oh, yeah. So it's not perfect. I understand both sides. I also know they're preparing themselves for an indoor facility, and that indoor facility is going to have synthetic turf. Yeah, yeah. And my my main thing here is that, yes, the players are saying they love the grass, but at what point do you kind of give a little bit for this one specific area? Because even the cleats with the longer spikes or whatever you want to call them that are supposed to help you to get traction, to dig into the ground, it's not doing anything. Hey, Nate, we got a roll, but you know what? We'll ask Kevin Mawai. He was a player. He played on it. We'll get his opinion, okay? How about that? Appreciate the phone call. Thank you. We'll come back. We should have Kevin Mawai from Lipscomb Academy. He should be joining us next here on the McFarland Show. Say, for the ones who get it done, Granger is offering high-quality supplies and solutions for every single industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and the experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people even safer. So, call, click Granger.com, or just stop on by. Granger.com. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, offering professional-grade industrial supplies, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Catch your Grizzlies Sunday at 5 when they take on the Toronto Raptors for their annual Faith and Family Night. Faith and Family Night features a post-game worship service with Bluff City praise led by Effie Johnson, as well as a faith-based Q&A conversation with Grizzlies forward Jake Laravia. Grab your tickets by visiting grizzlies.com or calling 901-888-HOOP today. From Nashville's home for the Memphis Grizzlies, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with GEICO or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with GEICO. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's starleasing.com to learn more. 
Jim Rome is here weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. Give the show a couple of weeks. You're not going to like it. Nobody likes this show the first time they heard it. My wife hated the show. I married her. Give it two weeks. If after two weeks you can honestly say to me, you know what? I listened to every day for two weeks, and the truth is I hate you more now than I did the first day. Then I'm going to be man enough to say to you, you know what? You probably aren't that smart. Jim Rome, 11 to 2 on Nashville's original sports radio, WNSR. Back here on the McFarland Show, Darren and Justin here with you. We're live at the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Let's bring in the newest head coach, Lipscomb Academy. We know him here. Former Titan, now Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to try to be a Hall of Fame coach. Kevin Mawai now joins us. Kevin, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. How you guys doing? Congratulations, man. And welcome back. Uh, yeah, welcome thank back. Thank you, yeah. I'm excited about being back in Middle Tennessee and Excited about the possibility and opportunity that I have here at Lipscomb. And, uh, you know, but, yeah, it's all good things, all good, very good things. Well, when Trent left to take the UAB job and, you know, everybody was wondering and then well, there was, you know, rumors of names. And obviously it was very clear that Lipscomb Academy wanted to stay big with, you know, with what and keep going with what Trent was doing. So how did this all come about? I'm always curious how this this conversation did you reach out to them did they reach out to you how did this come about no it's so the Trent left like I guess he announced right after the state championship game he was leaving um, I have a very dear friend of mine Grant Williams who was the run game coordinator offensive line coach at Lipscomb who played in the league for 10 years or nine years something like that we've been very close for many years like, like close to 30 years and uh, when it became apparent that he wasn't going to make the move with Trent he actually was like, well, you need to be the head coach here. I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. I got like seven more weeks or whatever it is in the NFL season. I'm going to ride this bad boy out and see what happens. <laughs> and we were actually in town for my bye week, so the the, Titans, uh, the Colts bye week. Uh, for those of that know, I was assistant line coach at the Colts the last two seasons. Um, was that week, December week of December 10th or something like that. And the whole time I'm here, why won't you do it? Da, 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 you know, that kind of stuff. And Long and short of it was, look, man, just let me get through the season and figure out what's going to happen next. And I think at the time, Jason Witten had either came into town or was talking about it, and his name was all over the place. Yeah. And literally a couple of weeks later, um, I got a text message from the head of the school, Brad Schultz, and just saying, hey, you know, you know just wondering if you would even be interested. And I have no doubt in my mind that Grant's the one that said, you need to call Kevin. <laughs> and um, so... <laughs> And uh, so I never responded because I just wasn't ready at the time to just respond and, and to give any kind of an answer. And the, the truth of the matter is about three or about a week later, or maybe five days later, I got a, a FaceTime call from Brad Schultz. And I was like, well, yeah, it's downtime of the day during like a game planning week or whatever. And I'm like, well, let me just FaceTime him back. And so I FaceTimed him back and had my first conversation with Brad Schultz at a high school and um, I think he was I think he was one surprise that I called him back, and he admitted that it was actually a butt dial. <laughs> so, wow. so kind of that's a true story. Wow, so, that is excellent. Wow. So, so, so that's kind of how the conversation started, and yeah, and I and I knew that he knew my relationship through Grant and and what that was like, and I said, there's no doubt Grant's the one who put you on to me. And I'd already told Grant multiple times, no, it's not what I wanted to do. 
And um, but Grant and I'd always talk. You know, he's an old line guy. I'm an old line guy. We we always communicated. Hey, what job are you going after this year? Because I would never want to go after the same job he was, and vice versa. And I said, Grant, you've been here for four years. Why don't you be the guy? And he's like, I just I just don't feel like I'm the right I'm the person to do the job. Not that I can't do it. I just don't feel like it's my time. And so, you know, after a week of thinking about it and whatever, and really just a lot of prayer. Um, my wife and I just talked about it and just prayed about it. And at the time, you know, we were, we were already out of the playoff hunt with the, with the Colts, staring down another five weeks of the season, wasn't getting home until the earliest I'd get home would be like 9.30 on a Thursday evening. Wouldn't see my wife from Saturday night if we were on the road, possibly Sunday night if we were at home. I wouldn't see her until Wednesday, Thursday night at the earliest. And I just, you know, I've contemplated life and just like, why not, man? At least if I'm the head coach of the high school football program, I get to set the schedule. And I'm not drawing scout team cards at 11.30 at nighttime. Nice. And have, and have to turn around and be back in my office at 5, 6.30 the next morning. And I was a latecomer, so I'd come in the office at 6.30 and I'd be the last one coming in. And I just, like, I worked too hard as an NFL player, put myself in a position to where I could do whatever I wanted to do and be miserable about what I was doing. Yeah. And so you combine the, the losing season. We just fired our coordinator. We fired our head coach two weeks later, got interim coach in. Our tight end coach left for four weeks of the season. I'm now the interim tight end coach. And there's no guarantee I'm going to get a job in the NFL. And if I do, there's no guarantee you're going to keep your job for more than a year anyways. And, um, and I just like – so I really just had a lot of soul searching, a lot of just trying to figure out what, what the next step in my life was going to be. And I'm like, you know what? I mean, I know Listen's done a great job. Trent's did a great job building this program to a national recognizable program. Why not? Let's go see what happens. And so I came down on an interview. Uh, They brought me down here on an interview and told them I wanted to wait until – because I was going to – I went to Hawaii to go visit my my kids. And um, they wanted to make a decision sooner than later. I said, well, look, after this interview, if you give me – the next Tuesday, I promise you, I'll have an answer for you. And uh, but I understand where they're coming from with the Jason Witten thing backing out at the last minute. They didn't want that to happen again. And so, uh, but the reason why nobody knew my name was in the hat until the day before the announcement was because I asked them not to. I don't want because it protected them from another Jason Witten incident and it protected me from the you know just the, all the rumors and stuff like that. So we did a very good job of, and thankfully to Brad Schultz and. President McQueen and all those at the Hill, um, that we kept this as tight-lipped as possible for as long as we possibly could because that's the way I wanted it. Yeah, kudos to everybody because Jason Winton stuff we talked about here on the show. Oh, but man, I mean, it was we, everywhere. We never saw – I mean, obviously, if I would have seen your name, you bet we would have been talking about it on the show. So <laughs> kudos to you guys, that on everybody involved. Uh, I got to go back to – I'm still hung up on – that story was outstanding because I got to be honest, Kevin, I'm sitting here going – Brad Schultz, so you he reached out to you and you did he texted you and you didn't even yeah. respond and then he FaceTimes you a week later. I was like, man, that's brass. You fill in the blank, man. I love aggressive. No kidding. Well, the great thing is, though, I I don't have on my phone like I don't you don't know if I've read it or not, you know. So like I I turned that feature off, so he doesn't know if I ever got the text okay. or not. Okay. And um, but when he got. 
I was like, okay, he's trying again. He FaceTimed me. And I was like, you know what? At least he's, he's reached out. I do owe them. You know, there's a respect level there that you owe them the phone call. And one of the biggest issues I have in the coaching ranks is, especially this time of year, is a coach gets a head job. You know the guy personally. You send him a text, say, hey, congrats on the job, you know, whatever. And they, they ghost you because yeah. they think you're either looking for a job, that kind of stuff. And at the end of the day, man, just – if you say, hey, I got my roster's full, fine. But let somebody know. But don't just leave them on red and don't, and don't talk to them. But for me, um, yeah, if you call my phone or text my phone, or I text, you won't know whether I picked it up or not. So he didn't know that I read it. But um, I, I, wasn't in a, I wasn't prepared to have that conversation yet at the time. And so, so yeah. But, I, you know, leave him on guess, red. You're already talking like the kids, Coach. Well, he's, yeah. he needs to thank his butt. <laughs> For butt dialing you is what he needs You're to think. talking like the kids, man. Don't leave me all red like that. Yeah, like, here's what I do know. Like, I've got my two kids now. And those of you know, when I played, knew I had younger kids when I was living here. My two kids are almost like young adults. And, but I, I vowed that I would stay up on technology, lingo. So, like, I didn't want to be cool. Hey, I didn't want to be cool, but I didn't want to be left out in the cold either. So at least I know, like, like the whole thing, hunted. I'm a hunted coach. Yeah. I don't know what hunted means, but I know <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So I, I would never say that to you, but you know that I know that I know what you're saying. So, yeah, we hunted now. We, we good? No, we ain't good, brother. I know what that means. You ain't good with me. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm, Listen. I want you to Hey, I want to be, and that's the thing about being in the NFL as long as I played, you're perpetually 26 years old. It doesn't matter <laughs> that's if you're true. 40. Yeah. Yeah. Any, guy, any guy that played into their third, late 30s and 40s, you feel like you're 26 because that's the average age of the locker room. And that kind of helped me keep me young through this whole process. And, and now I've, I was coaching guys in the NFL like 24. I'm like, God, my, you know, my son's older than you are, you know, that kind of thing. And then I'm looking at guys like, yeah, you're a good-looking dude, man. I like what you believe. My daughter's single. You know, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I try to stay up on it now. Let me tell you, I yeah. want to be on top of it. Life moves fast, doesn't it, Kevin? Mm-hmm. Boy, 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 boy. It does, yes. Boy, boy, so, boy. So, what are you walking into? I mean, you know what you're walking into, but I want you to tell us and our audience. I mean, because this is not some program you're trying to build up. You're walking into a powerhouse. Trent did all that. So, how do you keep it at his level? Well, I'm not Trent Dilper, one. I'm not trying to – to be like him or be like him, um, you know, I'm going to be me. I'm going to do it my way and do what I think is best for his program. I think what Trent really did is uh, he flipped this program pretty quickly. I know Lipscomb has a history of being a successful program, but they haven't been in the years past, like several, like the most recent years. And uh, I think Coach McAdams was the last guy to win oh, yeah. a state championship here. Yep. And I know he was here, the first head coach here, 30-something years, five state championships. Or was it five trips to the game, won three state champs, something like that. But Trent came here in four years and won two. And so there's something to be said about that. But what he's done is made it a recognized program nationwide. There's kids moving to Nashville so they can play here. And people can say what they want, but every private school in this area does the same thing. They just don't – it's just notarized because of who Trent was. He was a national media guy. And, and he was great with the media and all that he did, the social media that they do here. I think they, they get more, more touches and more connects with their social media than some, some of the bigger schools do, colleges I'm talking about. So that has brought talent here and guys wanting to play here. Um, 
they Trent Trent's the elite, the elite 11. They all know he's a quarterback guy, so you got high-end quarterbacks that want to come spin the ball for him. And now that you get quarterbacks coming in, now you got skill guys that want to catch balls. And they see the numbers are being thrown up. I'm, I mean, I'm looking at the roster the other day or the scores. You got 40 to nothing, 70 to nothing, 45 to 10. These guys are scoring scoring points, and it's not just the air. It's the run game. It's everything. So what happens when you have success like that, people want to be a part of it. And so Trent's done that. And so now the key coming in here is taking a look at what could be better and enhancing what what has been done great, and that's all I'm going to do. Um, meanwhile, there's goals I want to accomplish as a coach as far as, like, integrating the football side of it more with the student body. Uh, it's a unique situation here in that the football program is separated from the, the, the campus itself because you're literally down the hill by a couple hundred yards, and it's easy to kind of say it's us and them, you know, and, and that's not what scholastic sports environment should be like. It should be all-inclusive as far as, like, we're part of the academic community, they're part of us, and that's something that I think I can bring value to here because, for me, it's not just about winning games. It's about being a greater part of a, a, a greater part of a community that you're a part of. And so that's what I'm looking forward to and being excited about it. Um, I know enrollment periods will start soon, and parents are bringing kids like to all the different schools and visiting them. And I just want them to know my heart. My heart is to help your son be the best he can possibly be while doing it in a Christ-like atmosphere. And at the end of the day, if he never plays another down of football past his days at Lisbon Academy, we know for a fact that he's going to be a better, a better member of this community and a better man. And um, those things go a long, long way. When you develop the character of the person, I believe in, in my heart that that develops a better team. And you can do it the other way, too. You can go get in. It's like being a free agent. You can get a bunch of free agents and go all for broke in one year and win it all, but your team just doesn't have that chemistry and it falls apart the next year. Well, you know, I want to go all for broke on these kids and develop great men of character that want to be great football players and sustainability there of a long-time program, not just for a flash in the pan for three or four years. Kevin, I wanted to ask you about a couple of things going on, obviously, in the in your former job in the National Football League. Uh, we can't let you go without asking about the impact of, of one Tom Brady, who, of course, retired today. Uh, thoughts or memories about uh, TB12 on, uh, on this uh, his somewhat historic day as he walks away? Yeah, I was on the field when he was sitting on the bench and ended up in the game. So, I mean, wow. <laughs> like, wow. I mean, that, that, you know, I mean, he was, he was a backup quarterback. was actually the third-string quarterback that just by chance, Belichick said, all right, you're up today. You're the backup guy behind Drew Bledsoe. And so we're you – know, I'm with the Jets. We're playing in, in, in New England. Mo Lewis lays out Drew Bledsoe. I mean, you know, just, just lays him out. A clean shot on the sideline. Um, Drew, like – there's a muscle in his chest and you got bleeding in the heart or something like that. And this skinny, no nothing, lanky quarterback comes in and starts playing. And then for the next 20 years, he lights the league up. And so having been a part of the, the losing side of many of those battles against him, you just sat there and knew that you were watching greatness the whole time. And then for him, I think the big argument was, is he the reason why New England's successful or is Belichick the reason why he's successful? And that became, I think, at some point in time, that probably became a distraction to both of them. And by him leaving and going to Tampa and winning a Super Bowl, not to me, tells me everything. It was all about Tom Brady. 
Tom Brady, he makes everybody around him better, and he expects you know his best excellence with those guys that play him. And so for him to leave, you know, it would have been great if he would just kind of chunked up the deuces after the Super Bowl and be like, all right, I'm good. It would have been even more of a story if he would have went there this year coming, you know, in the playoffs as a losing team and win the Super Bowl. But he's a legend no matter how he goes out or how he went out. The guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And um, just you just look at him. He's, he's the best that's ever played a game in my lifetime. Kevin, this was fantastic. Congrats again. Best of luck. Don't be a stranger to the show. Um, we'd love to talk to you down the road. And uh, when you get settled in, let's do that. We'll, uh, we'll no talk. No doubt, man. Always, it's always been a pleasure being with you guys. You know where I'm at now, down here on Granny White Pike. So uh, um, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, but, man, I'm going to tell you what. Prices are a whole lot more expensive here in Nashville than they were 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just a smidge. Man, I, yeah. Oh my God. Some things like have happened while you left. Places. Some things, some, yeah. <laughs> we went through some things well, while you were gone. <laughs> yeah, they're all good things, man. So it's all good. But man, I'm thrilled to death to be here. And, uh, and like, I'm just going to throw the pitch out there. There's families out here looking for a place for the young man to come play football, but get a great education and be led by, by men of God. Listen to the cabinet, place for them to be. Bring them on down. Welcome back. Thanks for doing this. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Take care. Great stuff. Kevin Mawai, mm. Hall of Famer, now the head coach at Lipscomb Academy. And the witness to the birth of Tom Brady's football <laughs> career yes. in the NFL. That's right. That was against the Jets. I do remember that game. Wow. That's crazy. Pretty good stuff. That was really good. Um, man, this was a fast show today. Yeah, a lot going on. A lot going on. That's going to do it for us today. Be safe the rest of the day. We look forward to talking to you tomorrow starting at 2 o'clock. Stay tuned. Afternoon Stretch is coming up next.